This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Kim Grinnells of Dogman.com with Chris Fetter, Scott Eklund, and the return of former intern... Jack McCauley. I think Jack got a little bit nervous when he saw what an outstanding job that uh, Josh did. Yeah, he got right. a little intimidated. Yeah, sure. Little... I, I felt all those emotions. You're really speaking truth right wow, here. He's better on day one than I was after <laughs> after year three. So, But good to have Jack back. And uh, we actually FaceTimed former uh, intern Luke Munger, you know, before we Doing, met with Coach DeVore. Cleaning some windows with some Windex. Doing a little Windex trade. Married guy. <laughs> yeah. Married guy. But anyways, uh, day five out here four. day four okay day four <laughs> you're jumping ahead yeah i know uh day five uh out on the shores of lake washington day four, day four. but you're um, still jumping ahead yeah i know i like crooked numbers <laughs> um well it's probably a high 70s low 80s perfect day out here for football on the, so. turf, on the turf it feels a little higher than high 70s so. yeah. yeah really nice day you know i think story of the day was uh drops today by the um wide receivers and we've seen this over the years but it's not as bad as we've seen it but definitely a lot of drops yeah, today it wasn't just the receivers either it was tight ends it was running backs i mean sam adams who's usually money with his hands just struggled today catching the ball i couldn't it was weird watching he had a that really good one at the end of yeah. practice which underscored it's like you where where, where was that all all practice long yeah. they had i mean taj davis was probably the most egregious one. Oh yeah that with, right in his right in yeah. his hands 40 yards on a number yeah. touchdown drop. yeah drop and he ran a good route so, too he got yeah. a lot of space and the throw by Penix yeah. rolled out to his left and Fired a dart. Yeah, and so they weren't helping their quarterbacks a lot today. Um, quarterbacks didn't get a lot of help from the the offensive line or the tight ends or the backs who were trying to block for them. There was a party in the backfield a few times, so yeah. it was just one of those days. And, and also to be fair to them, and, and Kalen DeBoer talked about this afterwards because Kalen was the only coach, was the only one that we got a chance to talk to today. He said they did have a couple periods where it was really blitz-heavy. So mm-hmm. from the outside, that can look like we're trying to put a lot of pressure on these yeah. guys, and it doesn't look great for them. So I think they improved as the practice went on, but you're right. Every time that they, that they were able to, to slide or they were able to step through and get a little bit of space to throw something, man, the, the pass catchers just yeah. did not help Brutal. them out at all. Yeah, we talked about this yesterday, about the defense being ahead of the offense, you know, and then today, you know, Kalen DeBoer said, you know, they were working on uh, blitzes, you know, so there's going to be a point, some point, where they design a day to make the offense successful. Just it wasn't today. Yeah, it, it definitely wasn't today. I, I mean, there, we saw a few flashes. There was the... Uh, pa- so Taj Davis yeah. gets another big one, and this time catches it and, from Sam Heward and takes it all the way in for, what, about a 50-yard touchdown pass. Yeah. And then, but then again, yeah. he had one where it should have been a catch, turns into a, pe- a pick for Devon Banks. Yeah. Yeah. Devon Banks is like a magnet right now. Yeah. I mean, he had a couple picks Should today. that have been a catch, though? I mean, reached should up with one catch. hand. Uh, okay. I, think, I think he, to okay. me, it sure looked like 
That was that was so? very cut. I thought it was a little bit maybe of an errant yeah. throw. I thought it was an errant. Looked like he got his hands okay. on it. So I yeah, know. I mean he had to go up for it, but it definitely went through his hands. Yeah. And you know you need to make those plays. Let's you need to get way. your hands on it. Whether whether or not it was catchable, he he physically reacted mm-hmm. to the play like oh yeah. yeah shouldn't have done that yeah yeah so. yeah but you know we mentioned Devon Banks but um, you know he he's. Boy, he, like you said, you know, I don't think they do best hands in the room anymore, but I would say he's far and away the leader so far this fall. Oh, camp. yeah, well, he's got three picks in four days, so. Yeah, at um, least, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what we've seen. Yeah, again, defense is, I, I think it's obvious that they're ahead of the offense, but, you know, um, you know, and Coach talked about, you know, the blitz packages they had in, especially off the edges, but you know, every time you mention Zion or ZTF, uh, he sure seems to light up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I mean, Zion is playing really, really well right now, I think. But Jeremiah Martin and Trice are also playing well. Sabell Smalls is playing well. I think all of the edges, the guys who are going to be the main rotation at that position are, are really playing well. I think the quarter, I think they're, they're putting less on these edges as far as dropping back and being in coverage. I think if, it, if they see it's a pass, they're going. There, it, there's no, there's no dropping back. I mean, we saw it a couple times, but it, 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 I think Jimmy Lake relied on those edges a lot more in coverage, and holding the edge, and more. holding the edge more than these guys. They're just tearing at it and going right at the I, quarterback. I think to that point though, with the depth, the four guys, I think it's something, especially in the spring. I felt like I didn't even see Jeremiah Martin had a play today. He came off the left side of the edge against Rosengarten. That was the by far the fastest, quickest first step I've ever seen. Martin ha- Rosengarten couldn't even react. He got in the mm-hmm. backfield like that. But then again, points to the blitzes and all that. But that aside, even the defensive edges looked a lot well, better. One reason why the, the the edges may look good too is that we're not talking about Jackson Kirkland playing a lot of a lot of these snaps right now. They're they're really taking it easy with him. And then on the other side, we are talking about Roger Rosengarten quite a bit, and he's really taking yeah. his lumps. Yeah. Now he's hanging in. He's fighting through it. He's going to get better because of it. But we got to remember, not only are those edges extremely good and extremely experienced, but they're going up against Troy Faltani, they're going up against Julius Bulow, they're going up against Roger Rosengarten, even Victor Kern, who has the most experience as one of those remaining tackles, isn't really getting a ton of reps because he's yeah. more in the twos now. Well, the other thing is, and I said the quarterbacks didn't get a lot of help from the other guys around them. There were times when they held the ball too long, too. I mean, there were there were several times where, and maybe it was just because there was good coverage. I don't know uh, what it was down the field, but there were a couple where they didn't make quick decisions and the guys were in them on quick. No, there was one where, where Dylan Morris held on to it and Jalen McMillan flashed right across the middle and he was a good two to three yards behind him. They had overthrows like they've had every every practice. I mean, yes, the offense struggled today, but I'm sorry. They had opportunities to really pounce because what have we talked about ever since we, we saw spring what this defense was going to be about? High pressure, potentially really getting upfield a lot and causing a lot of problems, but potentially giving up big plays in the back end. Mm-hmm. Didn't see a ton of big plays being given up on the back end today. But that didn't mean they didn't have chances, because I guarantee you they had chances today to make the defense pay, and they just didn't do it. Just real quick, I want to circle back to Jeremiah Martin, because when he showed up, he's a guy that certainly passes the look test when he walks into the room. He just looks like a dude. You know, he, was, he had flashes last year, was a little bit inconsistent, but he seems to be getting more consistent. And then when we talk about the quarterbacks and the opportunities being there, I asked Coach DeBoer, and you can hear it on the interview, about because he's behind the quarterbacks quite often, 
and he's seeing it through quarterback eyes and asking him how he felt about the decisions the quarterbacks were making. Were they throwing it to the right place? He said he seemed pretty satisfied on that, but he also said he wasn't getting a lot of help from the wide receivers. You had wide receivers falling down. You had um, you know, the one that uh, Devon Banks picked off from Sam Heward went through um, was it Taj Davis went through his hands. So, you know, he talked about that, but he said overall he's pretty pleased. And again, I still don't think we've seen any separation from any of those quarterbacks, either to the number one spot or any separation of anybody dropping down to the number three spot. Jack, we mentioned yesterday that if you were somebody, um, you know, coming in and didn't know any of these quarterbacks, you wouldn't be able to peg one, two, or three. Yeah, I think I think what, this is the first time I saw him this fall. I thought. From my point of view, it seemed like Penix is the guy who can make some of those tough throws, but then he'll have some where you're like, all right, man, you just made this and you kind of throw that questionable pass. Dylan Moore seems to be Mr. Consistency, and then Sam obviously has some of those balls that you're, wow, man, those are pretty. But Penix, I think, I would say has a maybe a step ahead, but it's nothing where someone broke through or anything like that. Penix says, it seems like Penix is able to find open guys more and he throws to open guys. Dylan, a lot of the time, reply, relies on that fastball that he throws. It gets him in trouble a little bit. I think Sam takes a, a few more chances, maybe probably the gunslinger of the three. Yeah, when you talk about not a lot of separation between the three, I'm going to respectfully disagree. Um, I think today showed that Dylan Morris and Michael Penix are ahead of Sam Heward. And they showed it during the final team period. Those, those guys took the ball inside their own 15-yard line, took it all the way into the red zone. Both of them did. They, they ran those drives really, really nice during the team period. They found a number of different receivers. They were able to take advantage of some opportunities. And more to the point, they were able to take, take advantage and move the ball on some key third down situations. I remember at least one or two fourth down situations that they were able to convert as well. Those are what you want to see out of your first two guys. And that's what I saw today. I'm not saying that those guys are killing it now and they all of a sudden went from being horrible yesterday to being a lot better today. But I do think that there's definite separation between the first two guys and, and Sam. I, I would say Penix is definitely a step ahead, but I would agree with Jack. It's, it's not a huge step ahead, but... I mean, the quarterbacks are all kind of doing different things. When they play with the first unit, Chris, yes, you're, you're right. Sam didn't have the greatest day today. But every time they've gotten a chance to practice with the first unit, that's when they've made plays. It's when you move to that second second team that they, they've all struggled, it seems like. One little scary moment today where on a blitz and uh, looks like somebody got pushed into Sam down around the knees. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. And, and I asked um, DeBoer specifically if that was during one of those blitz periods. I think he said yes. I, don't, I wasn't 100%. Sure, if he even remembered when it was, which is interesting to me because when a quarterback usually, goes down like yeah. that, usually that's like yeah. Top of their head. Usually they're spitting blood by mm. that point because those are the things that keep a coach up at night during fall camp, getting your quarterback so hurt. Is that what tells you that Sam Heward is third? No, not at all. <laughs> Since he didn't remember and spit nails, <laughs> not at all, not at all. But I will say yeah. that he said flat out that that was one of those where there was a corner blitz coming. Yeah. The running back's got to do a much better job pass pro, anchoring down, making sure he doesn't get Push pushed back. right back into the quarterback. And that's exactly – man, it was a complete mess because it wasn't just the corner yeah. crash. Yep. Braylon Trice was involved. He I think Tupac Hall is the one who came and clipped Heward's knees. He came over yeah. the middle and then just, boom, barreled into him. Yeah, it was, a, it was a pretty big mess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You know, when you're a head coach and you're down on the field, you see things differently. So I asked Coach DeBoer, you know, after reviewing film of a couple of guys who popped uh, on film and the two guys he mentioned, of course, we've talked quite a bit about Devon Banks, but the other guy who we've talked about quite a bit that's really been showing up every day is Giles Jackson. Yeah, he's had, he's had such a good camp. He did have the drop. Uh, on that first team session when Penix hit him at the goal line. It should have been a great touchdown pass. Uh, he doesn't end up bringing it in, but then the rest of the practice, he was nails again, man. He was just catching he had everything. That one insane the on the far sideline. He yeah. reached over, and he's not a he's not a big guy by any means, but he went up and real really climbed the tightrope and pulled. That was for down, yeah. one of the catches. Morris had a great sure. ball to him downfield. It was an absolute duck. I mean, it was yeah. just—I mean, yeah. it was Billy Kilmer s. But it was put. But right it was where put it right where he needed to be, yeah. and he was five yards clear of anybody mm-hmm. down the field. That's what you want to see your quarterback do. You know, find the guy that's wide open and get him the ball by it, like any means necessary. It looks better when it's a tight spiral, but yeah. it really doesn't matter how yeah. it gets there as long as it gets there, right? Yeah, another guy who's kind of jumping out at me, and maybe I'm just focusing a little bit more on him, but I think another guy who's having a really good camp is Junior Alexander. You know, the knock on Junior coming out of high school was he didn't run that well, but he seems to have found another gear, and of all the receivers, he's probably the most uh, – able to catch the ball in the crowd and go up and get it he's been that guy this whole camp i mean he's gone up and caught a few passes in in traffic and i i like what i've seen from him he's going to be a nice third fourth receiver for the huskies he certainly he has that rep he, he has that that um that feel with sam heward where it's just an undeniable you can tell they've played a lot of football together and so it's interesting of the two between him and, and jabez who jabez obviously came to the program as a freshman but Junior didn't come back until he played a year at ASU. I still get the feel that he's got a—he's more in sync right now with Junior Sam is yeah. than with Chabez. Yeah, the guy, the kind of you know when I saw what he was doing some of the time catching the ball in traffic, uh, old school guy. He kind of reminded me a little bit of Corey Williams. Yeah, maybe a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Pre wrist injury. Yeah, pre-wrist injury, but, uh, you know, just looking for big things out of uh, Junior coming up. And uh, defensive line, you know, it's hard to really tell much about what's going on there, you know, because they're just they're still in a little bit of thud and we're not seeing a lot of contact. One thing I will say about that is, much like what Bob Gregory did last year uh, during spring ball when he talked about yep. there would be that wrinkle where they would go three big, and so they would, have, doing and so they would basically exchange the nickel for another defensive down lineman. These guys are doing that too. And so the guys that I saw today that were getting a ton of reps, Voitanufi and Kuapehopa, yeah. those guys were getting a ton of reps. Thule was there. He was getting some work in, but he kind of like Jackson Kirkwood. I don't know if they're just kind of easing him in or not giving him as many reps for a reason. Mm-hmm. But it was it's Kowal that's getting the reps, it's Voy that's getting the reps, and they're doing a really nice job. Sayozi Finnau also was in there quite yeah, a bit with the second team uh, as the third defensive yeah, line. Yeah, just in general on defense, I saw a number of guys start to come in that I hadn't necessarily yeah. seen, like Javion Green, the yeah. freshman corner. He was in there a bit. I saw Milton Hopkins get some reps with the two at the edge. Um, Lance Holtzclaw. Yeah, Lance Holtzclaw as well, for sure. Um, Who, by the way, if people don't know, He's he's gonna be good, yeah. but he looks like a safety 
He yeah. is not very big. Well, I see that forty-one, and all I all I think about is, is Feeney. Yeah, that's but, what I think. Yeah, about. I mean, he he has the body of a safety right now. He needs to put on about 20, 30 pounds before yeah. he sees the field. Yeah. But I thought it was great because Milton Hopkins he actually induced an unsportsmanlike call. Yeah, on, I thought it was a hold initially, but I don't remember who it was on. But that was the play where Julius Irvin picked the ball off. But it that got, was it got, it that got was brought back. Yeah. Well, there was an offside too. But the, during the team, there was also yeah, an that was that, that was an unsportsmanlike. DeBoer yeah. was like, he said, he, yeah, he kind of punched throat. Yeah. yeah, at the risk of offending a few people, but sometimes when guys come into the program, you know, they come in as young guys, and we call it their nuts finally dropped. And I think that has happened with um, Dom Hampton. He's really stepped up. What are you talking about? What am I talking? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You know, exa- ta- yes, you do. Dropped about. Four years well, ago, he's a he's a different guy that right guy, now. No, he's twenty. Okay, he was running step for step with Jalen. Yeah, absolutely. So, so you got to remember, he's the Husky. Jalen McMillan's been running the slot, yeah, almost exclusively with, with the, the ones. Teams, yeah. When they were doing one on ones, he's running stride for stride on forty and fifty yard fly yep. routes, and he's and he's twenty pounds heavier than Jalen McMillan. Yeah, he's running. I mean, stride. he's he's every bit the athlete he's that a, we've. But we've known that for a long time. Yeah, I, th- I think he's taken it to a different level. I really do. I think he's playing more in control. I mean. The first couple of years, he just seemed like he was out of control sometimes. Yeah. But he looks like he's grown into his body and really matured. I, I think the biggest thing is he's out of the doghouse. Jimmy, he got in Jimmy got Lake's doghouse dog and yeah. took for uh, took yeah. forever to get out. He made a mistake. I mean, the Huskies were in a position to possibly come back in that game, and his his uh, unsportsmanlike penalty causes them to, Yeah, yeah. So um, anyway, back to I mean. You know, Kim. That's a nuts dropping. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> so, Kim, I mean, Kim, he might be standing out to you. He's doing the same thing to me. He's doing the same thing he's been doing. So, yeah, and I um, just, I'm just seeing a different he's just level. A big dude. I'm just seeing a different level. Like I said, growing into his body, playing a lot more mature, uh, playing with a lot more confidence. I, say, I think the one thing you can say, Kim, is that he's certainly in a position now where he can really take ownership of a specific position. Like he knows he's the number one husky. He's got a certain standard and a certain level that they expect of him now, and that's what he's got to do. But he also looks like a guy who could be an all-conference candidate, right? Now. I think so. I think oh. so. I think he's playing that way, yeah. And it's too, I think I think kind of why we're noticing more, too, is kind of going back to the doghouse. Didn't see him on the field last year as much, but then you get a guy on the field with his natural athletic tools and playmaking ability. He's bound to stand out just based kind of like he can run yeah. stride for stride at anybody he's literally one of the fastest dbs on the team and he's by far the biggest guy i mean it's not really and pound for pound now, not necessarily tallest i mean six he, two yeah he's six two i mean you've got tristan dunn who's supposedly a couple inches taller than he is but tristan Ace dunn's Turner. like yeah, yeah but tristan dunn's 20 pounds lighter yeah. than he is at least um so he is built i mean there's no no doubt when you talk about the all coming off the bus team you want him yeah. leading the group but you know yeah I'm not going to go back to the other thing. One of these days it will happen to you, Chris. So <laughs> you have to have been through it. Never, never, <laughs> ever, ever. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got 
you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Anyways, uh, we are four days into fall camp. We have two more days that we're going to be able to attend. But uh, yeah, Day off tomorrow, by the way, guys. Day yeah. off on Monday. So, Jack, this would be a good time for Jack to tell the people what uh, is in store for them tomorrow in terms of your podcast. Oh, forgot. So tomorrow, me and fellow intern emeritus Luke Munger, we got a – we recorded this, mind you, a couple days ago. Right. Um, just – Fall camp breakdown, go over a couple different positions, et cetera, et cetera. Um, highly recommend to listen. Luke Munger gives an update. Well, um, angels. Angels, yeah. Yeah, so Luke Munger gives a little life update. I do as well. So, yeah, good stuff. Married guy, Luke. It's still hard to believe. So, anyways, wrapping it up, just final thoughts, Scott? Uh, good first four days. Um, excited to get kind of a day off kind of regroup a little bit we're going to post a lot of interviews i think tomorrow uh that we've been doing over the past couple couple days and um yeah uh just keep an eye out for that but you know i think they've got a lot of work in it's obvious that we're four days in uh we're starting to see a lot of the same things uh from as far as drills and things like that pass pro between linebackers running backs one of our favorite drills jack's favorite drill today the the uh gunner and and blocker uh staying in the lane kind of thing and um you know that was it's just it's football man we're, we're only what are we, 27 days away from the start of camp man it's crazy yeah. final thoughts Our start of the season mr mccauley yeah i mean this is my first practice of the year might be i mean i'm a working man now i got i got a big boy job so won't be able to make as many but i think for sure there's i think it was cool to see a number of different individual jumps from spring to fall um, notably, obviously, Giles Jackson. I think Jeremiah Martin did excellent. Devon Banks. And I think another guy that stood out to me today, too, we didn't even touch on, was Jordan Perryman. I think he's going to be locked down this year. He is tough. He is very he's tough. the leader of the Jordan Perryman fan club right here. Hey, well, I'd like, to, I'd like a membership then. Uh, maybe VI, Vice President McCauley. Uh, no, I think he's going to be someone special. But overall, I think it was a good practice. Defense looked sharp. I think the offense, it'll be seated. just fun to see them open up and really see what they can do under DeBoer. Just a lot of weapons. Final thoughts, Chris Fetters. The Blue Angels are tormenting us. Yeah, but they waited. They were nice enough to go past hey, before I had to give my final that thoughts. If I don't mind tormenting us, that's it. That's yeah. them. Yeah. So um, I just think in general, another nice day. Uh, really a lot of work that these guys have gotten in. You could tell DeBoer was pretty satisfied i mean obviously there's a lot of mistakes that have been made on both sides but i think he was really satisfied because he even talked and now i have to go back and look at spring but he was saying they hadn't had back-to-back practices like this in spring let alone yeah, well, like four practices the, in a row they did have a, a day in between every right practice. so it was like so this was the first time they did not not only did back-to-back but did four days in a row so i think basically his 
thought was they're feeling it, it's tough, but he wanted these guys to push through it to show their toughness, to show kind of their killer instinct that they need to get. And so I think he was really pleased about that. Um, yeah, everyone needs a day off right now. I think that's, uh, I think it's been well earned by everyone. Yeah, no, it's just, again, you know, we're day, uh, day four, two more days of practices that are open to us. And I'm not sure we're going to be able to see much more after that. So we'll see, but we still have uh, player and coach interviews, uh, through the start of the season. So, uh, just keep it here at dogman.com. Again, if you're looking for those regular updates, as well as breaking news alerts, shoot us a note at huskystadium at gmail.com, just subject line newsletter. And we will get you hooked up again husky stadium at gmail.com also promo ends tonight i believe no, no two, two more nights two, two, eight, two eight, more nights 50% off your annual subscription if you're a monthly subscriber you can go ahead and take advantage of that and upgrade to the half off so um like i said nobody's covering it like we are we're doing more than anybody else always have always will so just keep it here at dogman.com and for all of us at dogman.com i'm kim grenolds along with chris fetter scott eckland and jack mccauley go dogs Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.